Welcome to the World of Koth Players Podcast, where we discuss old-school role-playing from the player's perspective. I'm Legitimate Mustard. What follows is a live-recorded playtest of a home-brewed first-edition module. We're testing the module to determine whether or not it's useful, complete, and fun before it's distributed so that others can experience old-school role-playing. Our players are distributed across multiple time zones, so we meet up using the Discord app for audio chat and private player-to-player or player-to-DM messaging. We use Roll20 for character sheets, dice rolling, and maps. If you'd like to learn more about the game setting, custom house rules, or our characters, our DM has published a ton of stuff on World Anvil. It's under The World of Koth. That's K-O-T-H. Okay, welcome to the module playtest Into the Badlands. This is session six. I am GM Trigvi. We are continuing the adventure tonight with... I am Udo. I'm... uh, Wow. Hold on. Slight pause. I'm Legitimate Mustard. I'm playing Udo. I'm Asechidora, and I'm playing Neris. I'm Cognac, and I'm playing Rollin. I'm Cricket, and I play Arya. I'm Exploding Kitten, and I play Gregora. And I'm Kelrona, and I play Davos. Okay, so last time you were down below the farmhouse in what appears to be an ancient set of catacombs or a, a underground complex devoted to an old cult, cult of Skos. You guys ended up moving through that door that triggered the trap. After smashing a statue, investigating your way out, the stones remained blocked, so there's no apparent exit. Going deeper into the complex, you came into a room with some sarcophagi and a leaky ceiling. You looked around there for a bit, decided not to disturb the sarcophagi, and then moved through another set of doors, down another hallway, into a room that contained a table with a skeleton on it that contained a odd-looking bone knife next to the skeleton, and several prison cells off the main room that also contained what looked to be uh, skeletons, people who died there, dusty bones, and the like. After Davos went to go smash the knife and smash the skeleton on the table, Rollin stopped him and said she wanted to examine the knife. Picking it up, the knife drained her, reanimating the skeleton, which then attacked the party. The party was able to vanquish the skeleton with several impressive hits by Udo and others, only to have the energy that reanimated that skeleton jump to another one, reanimating it, and then it was smashed apart by Gregora uh, through the bars. After that, the energy of the evil knife stopped and the situation in that room was resolved. You examined things, looked at some chests, found some old rotting robes, some vials, some old other bone knives, nothing much of interest. Moving to the next room, it was a storage room with rotting supplies, very, very old, covered in cobwebs, but there was this thing on the floor to another, and the floor was in a corridor going south. It rose up, groaned, and immediately attacked the party. It was described as a corpse, desiccated, covered in funeral wrappings. This beast was very difficult to kill. It seemed to resist your damage. And like the skeleton, when you finally did vanquish it, after several of you were wounded, it managed to reconstitute itself once again, this time not jumping to another undead form, but back to itself. 
And that happened several times until finally, with the use of holy water, you were able to vanquish it. Several of you were hit. Several of you aren't feeling very well right now. And that's where we ended. Any questions or comments before we begin? All right. So you're all standing around the corpse in funeral wrappings, the dusty, awful thing that has caused you guys all kinds of horror and grief, caused Davos to flee out of the room in fear, as well as some others, has been vanquished. And you're standing now back in the skeleton sacrifice room, looking at this dried corpse cut apart and smashed apart by your weapons. Udo comes over to Davos and says, Davos, come over here. I got to talk to you for a second. Yes, uh... Yes, Udo. Hey, Arya, do you think Davos is in trouble? So Davos, Davos, um, this, this adventure, uh, it's, 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 well, um, I like to think of my time in terms of gold pieces, and right now a lot of my time is passing, and my coin purse isn't getting any heavier. Now, I know that you have to invest to see a return, but a smart investor also knows when to stop throwing good money after bad. And as it is, my shoulders, my shoulders are getting real tired. Do you know why they're tired, Davos? It's because I've been carrying this little adventure for you. So it'd be real great if you could, um, oh, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe step up and start making a meaningful contribution. I mean, that's why you're here, right? I mean, otherwise you're just dead weight for me to carry. Okay. So I'm going to go get us out of here. Good talk. Davos looks around, or looks at Udo, looks at his sword, sort of, yes, I uh, will take care of anything else that comes at us down here. I'll, uh, you focus on getting us out. Is this within earshot of the party? Probably. Or is this like off yeah. the corner? They were off in the corner, but the room is stone, and Udo's words were cutting and echoed throughout the room. Adia, do you think he's actually going to try stopping things, or is he just going to tell us to stop more, so it seems like he's doing something? Who knows? Stop picking on Davos so much. He gets quite frightened when we fight anything. Aye, but all we have to vanquish evil, and by we, I mean you. (laughs) Let's just finish everything up here, destroy everything, and then we'll be on our way to making more money, like Udo said. We'll be on our way to turning in the assassin. At Gregor's mention of destroying things, Nerys is going to go start pilfering through the chest in the corner. (laughs) Stuff. Udo, looking down that corridor, you do not see any traps. You do see, however, the door is partially open, and there is a dim blue light, sort of strange blue light, coming through the crack in the door. Uh, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I can peek through the door in a stealthy way. Is everybody else kind of following behind to back Udo up, or are you all staying back in the skeleton room? I'm pilfering a chest. At Udo's insistence, I'm up next to Udo. 
Now go ahead and move your characters next to each other where you are. Neris, we already covered that that chest only has rotting robes in it, so there was nothing much in there. Udo already went through it. He beat you to it. Yeah, but Udo didn't share with the class. All right, Udo. You peek through that door. Everybody, please move your characters to where they are on the Roll20 map. Is someone going to pick up the uh, Stone of Light, or should uh, Neris pick that up before we uh, just leave it here on the floor? Neris, Neris picks up the glowy rock. Okay, and, uh, Neris, you have the glowy rock. I'm going to transfer that to you. You uh, have a light for the party. It got real dark. Neris didn't eat the rock, just so we're clear here. Are we sure about that, Knife Child? I shut up, scurry pants. Okay, wherever you move, Neris, I'll move the rock. So you go ahead and move. Okay, I'm actually going to give you control over the rock, Neris. I thank you for passing the rock. You should now be able to move the glowing rock with continual light on it wherever you move. Okay? All right. Udo, with the mummified guardian defeated, you're able to move down the corridor to a door that stands partially open. Past the door, you see a large square room at least 60 feet wide with eerie dim blue light glowing from several orbs on the walls. It's clear this is some sort of temple, but it's difficult to determine the details in the faint blue light. There is a strange darkness in the middle of the room that makes vision even more difficult. At the edge of the darkness, you can see the shape of a pair of monstrous beasts that seem to be facing some sort of altar in the middle of the room. Every now and then, a strange green light rises from the altar and strikes the monstrous creatures. Even when this happens, they do not move. There are items on the altar covered in some sort of half-sphere of shimmering darkness you can just make out the glint of what looks to be gold, silver, and maybe some other kind of metal inside the darkness itself. Written on the floor, directly past the door, as you're glancing in, are some words in common. Bow low before those who... Sorry, bow low before those who speak for the god of death and do their bidding. Um, Udo is going to take that to to mean that there's probably a a trap that springs at um, maybe about head between head and hip level, and so he's going to do a uh, check for traps here. Okay. You check for traps, and you see that there is indeed a pressure plate just past the door. You can see that it's depressed and the trap looks broken. It's been down here for far too long. Interesting. Um, can, he, can he determine kind of what kind of trap it is? No, it's just the pressure plate, but you have, you have seen it. It's clearly depressed. There's a inch or so depression in the floor where the plate went down. Okay. Davos is going to crawl in to the room on the pressure plate. Or Udo is going to crawl in on into the room onto the pressure plate. I thought you were going to throw Davos on the pressure plate, but that's fine. Um, you, crawl, you crawl into the room, and you hear the pressure plate sort of try and click, but it's already depressed. 
and you get the impression that um, there was some sort of spring trap probably in the ceiling or one of the walls that would have launched something um, at this location but nothing happens cool um yeah I'm gonna keep on crawling in okay as you crawl in, you get closer, and you can sort of see now into the room. You can see the altar is very large. Um, there are two creatures standing next to it, as described before. They do not seem to notice you, but do not seem to move. Are they stone? They are not stone. They look like rotting flesh. Interesting. I can't see And they this smell room. horrible. Um, at all? Oh, I see. I apologize. I will fix that and roll 20. Nettis be a crawling after room except for her. She has the glowing rock. So she kind of puts the rock forward, crawls after it, puts the rock forward, staring at these weird preacher things, looking back to Udo. Huh, okay. Um. Don't like that. Don't like any of this. Okay. What's this? Is this a torchlight beside to Udo's left? Yes, yeah, the glowing blue orb on the wall itself. Oh, okay. Might be a good time for us. I don't. I think I already. Well, we don't know. That. Yeah, we don't know that they're in there yet. We don't know what they've seen. They haven't reported back to us. We have no idea what's going on yet. I, I got a big dumb glowing rock and the got glowing giant things and the door be open. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. the door's open. Open your eyes. Well, I don't know if the door is open. You guys said you kind of snuck in when it fixed a crack. Uh, Davos just be looking the other way. Nah, everything's fine down here. Davos doesn't see trouble. Totally. Oh, Davos. <laughs> I, if I may say, I don't think we should pass the red ominous circle that's in the middle of the room. Oh, you don't think so, eh? Yeah. Oh, you should... Why don't... don't you want the knife? <laughs> wait, wait! Rowan! Rowan! Rowan, there's another knife! There Where? is. There's a knife and an axe on the altar. You're, you're pretty far away. You can't quite see what they look like. And there is definitely a ring of what looks like red paint with some strange symbols, some common words like death, disease, death lord is great. Looks like some commoners just scratched a bunch of garbage here on the floor um, in some sort of strange ritual circle. Neris, don't go into the circle and pick up the knife. I, I stare at the paint to see if I can tell what it is. Like how it was... Uh come to be. It just looks like paint. It looks like somebody painted a partial circle. Uh, some of the paint has faded away. The circle is no longer complete. Uh, a lot of this this place has been untouched for some time, clearly. There's dust all over everything in here. I take a good look at the blue light orbs. Is there anything so, special about them or particular? They appear to be crystal orbs of some kind. They're actually chunks of sort of rough-hewn crystal, and they glow blue. Uh, clearly, it's some kind of magical light, but it's not as powerful as a light spell. 
I'm. Are there like crystal crystals I could pick up? Yes, there are actually crystals that have been put into a torch holder. Okay. Has anybody come across some this before, Davos? Have you seen these in any rituals? Or Arya? Well, Rallin, did you um? Didn't you study religion? Do I know anything about these using my skills, DM? Go ahead and make a d20 roll. Physical or in roll 20 is fine. So, Rowan, you're not familiar with any specific crystal blue light being part of any ritual. You suspect that rather than have torch light and the smoke from torches in this sacred room, they found a different way to provide some basic illumination. I think it's kind of funny that Davos doesn't have knowledge religion. He certainly does regarding the knowledge of Vith and your own faith. Okay, making a separate d20 roll. So I, I rolled for archaeology, and I'm rolling for knowledge of... Uh, it has Davos been trained in anything related to how the enemies of Vith here, how the enemies of Vith... Uh, might hide away their secrets or might hide away their um, rituals. Okay. So first off, Cricket, you have Arya casting Cure Light Wounds, correct? Yes, that's correct. Am I mute? Who is that for? Yeah, we didn't hear that. So if you're casting it, I'm sorry. Yes. No problem. So Arya casts a quick ritual. Neris, you gain six hit points from Arya's spell. She touches you and helps mend your wounds with her magic. Davos, coming into this temple, it's clearly some kind of crude temple to the god Skos. In fact, you recognize the axe on the altar as probably some kind of focal item for this crazy cult, some kind of ritualistic weapon. Same with the knife. It's clear there are two massive undead creatures you're not sure what they are, but they're larger than orcs. They stand about nine feet tall. They're rippling with muscle, but all of the flesh is decayed and is dying. And you would guess, and you're not entirely sure, but they've probably been down here for a hundred years, if not longer. And the evil energy of the altar is keeping them animated. That little wisp of green energy or light that flies from the altar, striking the two creatures, is probably preserving them somehow. This place reeks of evil rituals of the death or of the dead and dying of the god of death, and you are incredibly uncomfortable down here. Neris the Rock is uh, looking over the chests for anything strange looking. Okay. Neris, the chests are closed. Are you opening them? I'm looking them over real good first. Devos so, is looking at Gregora, uh, looks at the ogre zombie, and um, sort of prepares himself to stab it, but he's not doing it yet. You guys can see the name. That wasn't intentional. So you don't know they're ogre zombies, but clearly you do because the name's on there. Um, so really quick, Neris, the chests look like they're falling apart. In fact, you can kind of see through some of the wood. It's sort of rotted through and sort of got moist and then damp and cracked 
the the metal that holds the chest together is simple iron. It's rusted. Uh, you can't see into the chest, but within another couple of years, these things will fall apart. Does anything on the floor or wall around it be looking strange? No, not that you can tell. And I see you made a find remove traps roll. So, what's what's the uh, what's in the um, the fountains or where it looks like there's water? It looks like they were fountains, and there is an area for water, and then a channel, and then you can see there are slash marks on the edge. It looks like somebody would come here to slit their wrists, have the blood go through the channel, and mix with the water. There is no water in the fountains right now. Everything is dry, but you can see stain marks on the stone. Hmm. How long has it been since Udo has last relieved himself? I would say Udo is capable of relieving himself whenever he likes. Udo chooses this this particular moment to do so. I assume you're doing it into the fountain? Yes, and he's telling Davos to, you know, look away and, you know, uh, have some have some uh, dignity here. <laughs> so Udo jumps up with dexterity on the edge of the stone. He proceeds to relieve himself into the fountain. He tucks everything back and then jumps down, and there is now urine in what once was a holy fountain to Skos. Udo is quite pleased with himself. Nothing. There's no clicks. There's no gases. There's no nothing like that. No, not at all. Okay, Udo. Uh, Udo is very pleased. He goes over and investigates this great-looking thing in the corner. So the great-looking thing in the corner is actually a cage. It's an iron cage. The door stands open. There is a lock, and there's a key in the lock right now. But it looks like the cage is again rusted pretty badly and ready to fall apart. Davos, would you like to stab these creatures at the same time? I figured we should focus on one of them, but yes. But I think that perhaps, even if we do take these, uh, attack them, the altar at the center may still reanimate them. We may need to do something about that. And before we attack, uh, Davos casts a bless. So it's okay. previous in the chat up there. So, very good. Davos casts bless. So bless is going to last for six melee rounds. That is six minutes. Are you going into melee combat then? Uh, yeah. If we're, well, okay. So yeah, I think that Gregora uh, indicated we were going to attack at the same time. All right, so with Neris and Arya and Rollin looking at the chests in the corner and Udo examining the cage, Davos casts Bless very, very quickly, and he and Gregora initiate combat and attack the massive nine-foot zombie-like creature that's next to the altar. So, Davos and Gregora, make me your attacks at the same time, please. Um, plus two to hit from behind. In this case, no. Okay. Does it hit? Davos? Yep, for some reason I can't find my character sheet. 
Could be because you're not in our roll 20, sir. Oh, there you are. I see you now. Thinking. Okay. And, and Davos, even though you rolled poorly, the creature's not moving. That is also a hit. So your blades slash in, and both of them hit the back of this massive creature. Immediately, the darkness that surrounds them ends, and they turn, and both of them rush over to face you. One is badly damaged. The other one is undamaged and moves over immediately. And a total of 17 points to this one. All right, we are now in combat. So this comes as a shock to all of you. Davos and Gregor suddenly attacking this creature. The creature is reanimating and moving over. Energy from the altar continues to flow into them gradually, and you're not sure what that means. All right, so we're going to do a roll for initiative, please. Udo. DM rolls a six for the party. Udo rolls a four for the creatures. However, they move so slowly, the party will always go first each round. Udo, what are you doing? Udo is turning, looking, and saying, oh, son of Skos. Okay. Neris. Uh, yelling obscenities at Davos and Gregora, charging the top ogre and backstabbing it. Okay, you can't backstab an undead creature, but you can certainly attack from behind. I, he got flesh on him! He does. He even has a box this time! But it doesn't really matter where you hit him, the flesh is animated through horrible undead means, so... Or, animate dead means. Go ahead, make your roll. Plus two. Two for charge, two for behind is plus four, is it not? Plus two. Ah, stupid fatty creature with this stupid nine foot. Eighteen is a hit. You slam into it, causing five points of damage. It doesn't seem to hurt the creature much at all, but you definitely connected with your weapon. I angrily shake the sword on the way out, calling it stupid and tall and useless. Roland, you're next. DM, can you remind me, did I um, use up my spiritual sword spell last time? Or is that available to me? I don't think you used that, did you? I don't think I did either. I should make it sure. Okay, great. I will attempt to use spiritual sword. All right. So go ahead and cast it from your sheet. So am I casting that from under where my spells are or where it is on my weapon sheet? Where your spells are. Okay, because I have, I have one of my weapons as well. Oh. So right, like the so casting it with with the spells will tell the whole party what you're doing uh, in uh -huh. roll twenty, and then you'll use the weapon on your character sheet, the one I created for you, to actually attack with that. So Rowan takes one of the sort of rusty older short swords on her belt, throws it up into the air, and calls upon her deity to enhance and enchant this this thing, this weapon. Immediately, the sword turns into a glowing short sword made entirely of holy divine force energy and it hovers above the two ogres so that was five segments to cast that you will be able to attack with that next round and for um, your level five right level four for the next four rounds so you'll have four different attacks with your spiritual sword spell 
And if you don't realize this, but elven clerics will get additional plus one with spiritual sword because it's a short sword, and the rules say you get plus one with all. Is that already factored in, or already factored in? Yeah. Great. So you see this glowing force sword hover above the two ogre zombies. The ceiling in this room is only about 14 feet up, so it's barely over them, but it is still hovering over them. Okay. Next is going to be Arya. Yep, so um, I already did my cast for uh, Barkskin on Neris. Okay, so you cast Barkskin on Neris. You'll have to charge up there with her to do it because she is a quick little thing. So you're charging behind her and you're touching Neris, and Neris suddenly, once again, your skin is covered in what looks to be bark and you feel well protected. Neris is familiar with this and it doesn't shock her, though she does give Arya quite the smile. Okay. Next is going to be Gregora. Uh, Gregora is going to shout out, One of you will um, destroy the red circle around the altar, pour some holy and move the weapons away from each other while we hold off these creatures, giving them a distraction. Um, and then she's going to swing at the damaged ogre. Alright, go ahead and make your attack. I miss very greatly. You miss. The ogre actually, despite its its massive size and its uh, slow nature, manages to deflect your blow with its massive meaty arm. Next is Davos. Davos, what are you doing? Davos? Ah, sorry, uh, I was muted. I am going to attack it. Okay, go ahead and make your attack. Your roll of a 17 is a hit. You slam your weapon once again into the creature, causing significant damage. It doesn't even seem to notice, and it continues to move towards you to attack. Both of these creatures are attacking Davos. Yep, and actually both can hit Davos because Gregora is off to one side. The two creatures attack. Davos, I see your armor class is three. It's quite good. First one attacks very slowly. It's four right now. I'm doing my weapon two-handed. Okay. The creature swings, and you manage to dodge aside. Its meaty, meaty hand crashes into your armor, but glances off. The plate protects you. The second one attacks. And this one, however, slams its fist directly into you. And you take... Nine points of damage as the force of the blow shocks you to your bone and rattles you. These things have maintained all of the strength they had when they were alive and seem to be further enhanced by whatever horrible, evil, undead energy has animated them. It was a serious blow and you are staggered on your feet. New round. We're going to have Neris roll for initiative. Actually, it doesn't even matter. You guys go first, they go last. So we're just going to bypass that. First one is going to be Udo. What are you doing? Udo's going to run into the circle, and he's going to wipe the uh, the sword, the the two weapons off of the altar, 
not using his hands, but using his sword. Okay, you can't reach past the um, the sphere of sort of dark, scintillating energy that's around the knife and the sword, and the uh, sorry, the knife and the axe. Your sword doesn't reach that far in. They're about five feet beyond the edge of it. Can I go inside of the circle? You can. Um, are you gonna? You can simply push your hand into this sphere. So there's the outer red paint circle, which is nothing. There's the inner sphere of, of energy that seems to be protecting the altar itself. And can I? Will my weapon go into that? It will, but it won't reach the stuff on the altar. The, they're too far in. So I would have to go you into. You need a longer weapon. You know, so at least put your hand in. Yeah. I'm gonna do it. Oh, that it. You're going to do it. Yep, I'm gonna do it. You sure you don't want to piss on it first? I just did. <laughs> All right. So you reach your hand in with your sword to try and knock the dagger or the axe off the altar. Whichever one is closest. Make me a d6 roll, please. That's a five. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make me a spell saving throw. A spell saving throw. Okay, that is a fail. As your hand passes through the edge of the barrier, you are jolted as the negative energy hits you, and you are knocked backwards and take 20 points of damage. That's going to hurt. It's going to hurt a lot. (laughs) Shoot. So you're going to knock backwards, and you're going to end up falling at this pillar right here, and you can see the negative energy coursing through his body, draining the life. You see Udo's eyes roll back, and he slumps almost lifeless against this pillar. Uh, By almost lifeless, you mean quite lifeless. So you have, yeah, you're 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 hurting. You're you're not moving at all. You're you're down. In fact, you're kind of convulsing as the negative energy continues to course through you, and uh, your eyes are open. You're still breathing. Your breathing is coming in small little spurts. Well, that's a six. It's not just a five. He gets an extra one to that. Okay. So, Neris. I stopped the Dom giant ogre thing again. And from the back there, you hit uh, for seven points of damage. Again, your weapon doesn't do much damage to them, but the creature is definitely hurt. Okay. Next up as, is going to be... Oh, as stabs the ogre that we're not focused on, um, Davo says, this one, focus on this one. Take one of them down at once. At a time. Next is Rowan. Rowan, your spiritual sword is up. Okay. Um, I've never cast this before. If I cast this, is it in danger of hitting other people? Never. You direct Great. it towards a single target. Wonderful. I will direct it towards the ogre that um, Davos is yelling about. The one that is already badly damaged? Oh, I guess not. Then no. I will do it on the one Neris attacked. Okay, go ahead and make your attack roll. Okay. Uh, 
Well, you can just roll me a d20. <clears throat> okay, a total of 11 for you. It glances off the ogre's hide, and it does not penetrate. It came close, but you didn't quite hit. You get to do that three more times. Next is going to be... Grig- uh, sorry, Arya. Everyone's seen Udo slam against that, that pillar there, and he looks like he's dying or dead. Um, I, I, I guess I'm gonna have to try and hit it with my staff. I guess. I find my we- weapon. Oof. They're undead. I have no idea what I'm doing. Okay, we're just gonna try it, see what happens. Okay. Um, for you, an 11 hits AC 7. And in this case here, well, you're attacking from behind. I'm gonna give that to you. So um, that is a hit. And you do three points of damage. The creature is barely damaged by your attack. Barely? Barely. Yeah. Gregora, you're up. I'm defensively retreating to Udo and casting, not casting, but like placing my hands on him and putting my healing magic into him. Okay, so you back off. The Both of the ogre zombies are not attacking you. They're focused on Davos entirely. So they do not engage you at all. You move back carefully. You sort of put your sword on the ground to lay and your shield to lay both of your hands on Udo. And immediately Udo is restored to zero hit points as your lay on hands restores him back to life. You actually have to push your hands through the energy coursing around him, but it dissipates immediately with your healing magic. And Udo is breathing normally, his eyes close, and he's unconscious. Davos. Davos once again hits the uh, creature that's as damaged as. The most damaged creature. Take your attack. You can just say what you're doing and you roll. Don't wait for me to tell you to make it. At 20. That is a nat 20. You slam your weapon with two hands into the creature, doing 26 points of damage. You cleave the creature from... Knee through to hip cutting the creature basically in half with uh, a blow from below. It falls down. It sort of groans as it falls and hits. Green energy from the altar flows into it, but the creature is so badly damaged, it cannot be reconstituted, and the energy dissipates and the creature stays down. One of the creatures has been put down. The other one attacks you, Davos and hits, and you take another nine points of damage as it slams its big fist into you once again. Davos isn't looking so good. New round. Udo, you are unconscious. Neris, you're up. I... Okay, Eris just rolled a, Neris rolled a d6. 
No, no initiative, because they're not, sorry, my, I should have explained. They're always going to go last, so I'm just going to assume you guys are always going to be on, say, segment two, for the sake of this fight. So go ahead and make, make your action right now. Ineris is going to be stabbing the damn thing, telling Arya to go look at the creepy uh, throne man to see what's uh, going on with him. And I'll take care of the stabbing. And you stab through right between its legs. The force of your blow almost carries you under the creepy, awful, decaying ogre thing. You stop just so short of its backside, looking at it in horror. But you do miss. Next is going to be Rollin. You're attacking with spiritual sword. And unfortunately, that's once again a miss. Spiritual sword comes down and glances off the creature's shoulder and does not hit. Next is going to be Arya. Yep. I'm going to try this one more time. swinging your spiked orc staff oh that's terrible you you swing and you miss the ogre zombie entirely naris being underneath it made you swing a little higher to avoid hitting her she's quite short but when she attacks and fights she jumps around and launches herself at the creatures with tremendous ferocity forcing you to check your blow and you miss the uh, creature Next up is going to be Gregora again. I'm going to go up to... And remember, everybody, you got a plus one to your attacks right now. Yep, yeah, because of Bless. I'm factoring that in, actually. Oh, thank you. <laughs> going up to that other ogre and swinging my broadsword. Okay, make me a quick dex check to pick up your shield and sword again before you do that. It's... There we go. And you are at your deck so you're able to do that. Um, you're swinging just before the ogre does because you were a little bit delayed grabbing your stuff again. Thanks to the bless spell from Davos, you hit, causing six points of damage. The ogre again is further damaged by your weapons, but not that badly. It still seems mostly intact. And the undead creature is once again moving towards Davos. Davos, your attack, your action. Well, natural one. Again, and rolls a natural one. Give me a... Uh, and you're adding your, your blessing by yourself, I see. Yes. Uh, go ahead and make me a dex check, please, and a d6 roll. Did the d6 roll? Okay. The d6 roll is one. Uh, that's good. The dex check is an 11. Okay, so you stumble and fall back next to this pillar. Um, you almost stumbled under the creature or at the creature's feet, allowing it to slam itself down upon you. That did not happen. It will, however, continue to attack you. And thanks to you falling back on the pillar, it hits the pillar, and the pillar... Chunks of the pillar fall away, and you hear a rumbling above you. All right, Davos can't. Pillar seems uh, weakened. Yeah, Davos. Davos can't jump out of the way right now, can he? No, he can't. New round. So we're going to start with Neris again, since Udo's still down. I'm going to be once again backstabbing the thing, even though you can't backstab undead. Blah. What? 
That 17 is a hit for six more points of damage. Your short sword is just not very effective against this creature, but you're taking small chunks out of it here and there. Once Quite again, literally. and a piece of its festering, awful back falls next to you as you slice it with Willow Wind. Next up is going to be Rowan. You still have two more uses of Spiritual Sword. Go ahead and make your attack. I did not modify. And got okay. a beautiful attack of nine. <laughs> of a ten. Bad rolls. The weapon comes down and again glances off the creature's thick hide. You see it leave a, a mark and a cut, but it doesn't seem to do any significant damage. Ah, uh, well. Alright, next up is going to be Arya. I am... I don't have much else other to do than hitting it. And here with and nothing. Nine is unfortunately a mess. Gregora. Gregora is AFK. All right, so Davos. Yeah, uh, Davos is going to jump out of the way of that pillar um, and try to get away from it in case it uh, collapses. He's going to move over near Gregora again um, by by way of going over near this wall first and then moving behind over to here. And to try then, to get back behind Gregora. Okay. Yep. So, and then he's going to try to step over this ogre's body if he can to, uh, when, when he goes in for the attack. But he's basically standing in front of Udo now. You can make that movement. Go ahead and make me a, a simple dex check and a d6 roll, please. Next check is under, d6 rolls good. You're able to make that move maneuver. You move to the wall, avoiding the creature. You move behind Gregora. She protects you with her shield and her body. You can get behind her, but you can't make an attack this round. All right, very good. Um, you're sort of standing protectively over Udo, but you yourself are badly, badly wounded. Yes. Okay, the creature is a little confused, doesn't seem to know what it's doing. It decides to attack Gregora instead. And it comes in and it slams into Gregora. Gregora, what's your armor class? One. Yeah, it is not able to hit you. Your armor and your shield deflect the attack, and the creature is simply pushed aside. Despite its massive, massive size and clearly its superior strength. Again, we're at the next round. It's going to be Neris. You're still attacking this creature's backside. It seems focused on Davos, but now that he's behind Gregora, it seems to be focused on Gregora. Aye, that'd be strange, but I'm just gonna keep stopping it. And that is a hit for six points of damage. Once again, you cut a chunk off of it. The creature does seem to be slowing down a little bit as Willow Wind carves the back like a turkey, but it's still standing and still standing strong. I'm just I imagining a turkey that's been uh, dead for a few months. I'm just imagining it like the same way you're just covering out, covering off all this muscle, and eventually you're just gonna have just bones animated behind him. 
All right. Next is Rollin. Rollin. Last use. Okay, this is my last one. Twenty? Come on, give me a twenty. No, but a thirteen plus one is going to be enough for you to hit. That is a hit. Spiritual sword slams into the creature. It buries itself into the creature's chest causing uh, significant damage and then the sword sort of vanishes and all you see remaining when the spell expired where the sword penetrated the creature is this gaping hole where a short sword would have been. Cool. Is it gnarly? Blood coming out of it? Well, these things don't bleed. They have no blood. But Ah, definitely, it almost looks as if the sword went all the way into the creature and just vanished. Like, the creature got... It swallowed up the, the sword with its body. But there's definitely a, a, a serious wound where the blade went in. Neat. Aria. Uh, this thing is almost dead. Yes. Looks that way. Uh, I'm going to attack it one more time. See if I'm effective. Right. If I'm not, I'm giving up. And I'm going over to Udo. Holy moly, okay. You did. So you slam your spiked orc staff into the creature's back, right next to where Neris has been carving out chunks of flesh. You hear it hit the spine, and one of the bones in your staff uh, connects with the spine. As you pull the spiked staff out, chunks of ogre spine come with it, and the creature falls to its knees. It continues to try and stand up, but doesn't seem capable of doing so. You can tell it's on its last legs, effectively. Next is going to be Gregora. Gonna slash it with my broadsword. Hopefully taking it down. Okay, make your attack. And that three is a miss. You fail to do so. Davos. Davos is distracted by the pain. Um, He's going to roll. And... Sorry. It's taking a little bit. Because I need to swap between... There we go. So you're jumping over that ogre? Okay. Failing pretty badly at it, too. Give me a dex check, please. Mm Mm-hmm. Well okay, you successfully jump over that ogre right in front of the creature. You swing your sword and you miss. The creature falls to its knees and begins to fall forward. Make me another dex check, please. Come on, under... Oh, that's the wrong button. That's over. Okay, you fail to get out of the way. It's clear to you at the very last second that Arya's staff ripped away the last bit of essence or energy this creature had, and this sickening ogre corpse falls on you, covering you in zombie ichor, festering flesh. You are crushed under the creature, and you take another two points of damage by this massive ogre weight slamming you into the ground. And combat is over. What's everyone doing? 
Arya's gonna well, I don't know about you, but I'm laying under an ogre. Yeah, you can't even see Davos. He's completely covered by this ogre corpse. Rollins will try to help Davos. Okay, how do you help him? I'm going to try to make a... Um, using my uh, longsword, kind of make a, a lever to wrench it up and uh, get pull the Davos's body out of there. Okay, make me an intelligence check, please. Thank you. What's everybody else doing? I'm just being unconscious. Uh, <laughs> is going to um, shuffle her feet around the red circle, staying out of like the magic orbs, but trying to like destroy this uh, religious symbol on the floor. Okay, you kick the paint aside and you you scuff of the floor. Like I mentioned before, parts of the circle were already broken, but you further trash it so it's no longer recognizable as any kind of uh, unholy symbol. Neris, what are you doing? Neris be helping uh, Rowlin get Davos out. Given she doesn't want to also be stuck under the ogre, she's probably going to be doing more of the pulling Davos than uh, trying to lift it. Okay. How does Davos then, feel right now? Davos is having terrible breathing because he has a... like. 900 pounds of dead ogre on top of him. Uh, I... 898. I cut at least two pounds off of the thing. That is true. Arya, you're over by Udo. You uh, minister to him. I see that on your um, on sheet. You know that he his wounds have been more or less closed over, or at least didn't have any wounds per se from, from last time. Um, you can tell that he needs rest. Um, you have him resting comfortably against the pillar. You can tell that if you give him some of your herbs, maybe in a strong tea, it might help him recover a little faster, but he's going to be unconscious for some time. You're quite aware of that based on your first aid and wound care skill check that you just made. Further healing won't really help him. His wounds are more or less closed. He needs time to recover. Now, Rowan, as you use your sword as a lever, you end up cutting into the ogre zombie, taking chunks off of it, Neris, you continue to use Willowin, hack bits of it as well, uh, away as well. Uh, both of you make me a d20 roll. Okay. Rowan, okay. um, you poke Davos a little bit with your sword, but do no damage. Neris, you cut chunks of the ogre away with Willowin skillfully now that the ogre's not moving at all. Aside from Davos moving the big corpse as he struggles. And you're able to cut enough of the ogre apart to pull Davos to safety, although doing so covers him in internal zombie ogre guts and decaying necrotic flesh. And Davos, you smell and look horrible. I, you might want to go or to the non-piss fountain and uh, wash yourself off there. There's no water in it anyway. This is unfortunate, but... We'll survive. I'll survive. I, I know I'll survive. I ain't the one trying to lay with ogres. Neris laughs as she starts walking towards the uh, chest she shot earlier. Alright. Is there still green... Uh, <laughs> is there still green uh, emanating from the altar? Yes. It's now swirling around the altar, finding nowhere to go. Okay, so it's not going into the zombies still. It is not. Um, Gregor is going to try to like 
Is her weapon long enough to um, hit the other weapons in the middle without touching any of the black orb? No. I'm looking at this thing up here. Okay, so let's do this one at a time. So Gregor is examining the um, the altar with the sort of negative energy orb around it with the knife and the axe. Udo is next to the pillar. Arya, are you making him a tea to kind of help him wake up? Yes. Okay, very good. Rowan, what are you doing? Are you over with Neris by the chests? Yep. Okay, so we're going to do the chests first, and then we'll get to the to what Davos is looking at. So, you, are you opening the chests, both of you? With Willowwind. Okay. The lid of the chest sort of flops open, and as it opens, it slams against the back wall and kind of cracks and bits of the wood fall out. Inside the chest, you see what look to be robes. These ones here are not decaying like the other ones were. Um, they are black robes, and you can see folded neatly in, in one side of the chest, in the middle of the robe is what looks like an iron skull that's diseased. Uh, you think it's intended to be iron. The whole thing is crocheted there, and it looks like some commoners made maybe a dozen of these robes, and the cultists probably put them on when they came into this room. So they're in a moderately good condition? Yes, they're still wearable. And the skull is a separate object, not not at all attached to the robe? No, the skull is basically crocheted onto the robe as a symbol of this cult. Neris is going to take her hand to cover the skull and like bunch up the fabric with the design, hold an appearingly blank robe up and go, Ay Davos, if you need a change of clothes, I got something for you. Can, can Rollin cast Detect Magic on the, the chest and the contents within it? You can. So, you do so. None of the contents of the chest glow, but I assume you open the second one up. And the moment you do, you see um, it's full of coins. Oh, wow. Gosh, I, I, I point, I, I yelled at Udo, here's your coins, boy. Does this wake him from his lethal slumber? <laughs> now, Rowan, like magic, you get significant magic coming from the altar and incredibly powerful magic coming from the axe and the knife. Okay. Do me a favor and make me a lore check, please, a d20. Okay, you are well, well under. So... Looking at this knife, you can tell that there's some sort of sacred relics, probably related to the Church of Skos. You also realize that they're probably cursed, or at least protected by some kind of curse, which is what struck Udo and basically killed him, if not for, for you guys helping. You also realize that it might be possible to take this curse out, but you're not sure how. You need to investigate further. Okay. I'll, I will relay that to you, Gregora, since you're standing there analyzing it. Uh, would I have any knowledge of how to destroy things like this? Uh, typically, what you would do is smash them or bring them to the church to be blessed, or they could be locked away if they can't be destroyed. And I don't have anything available like that with me right now, correct? No, although you suspect that maybe a powerful dispel magic spell might be able to do something or remove curse spell, but you're not sure. 
And Davos, do you have any spell like that? Any remove magic or remove her spell on you? Yes, I, I can dispel the magic on them, most likely. Okay. Do it! Neris looks to Rallin, looks towards the coins in the chest, looks to Rallin. Do we want to do all this? All yours, Neris. Oh, Neris! Why wouldn't we want to do that? What's that? Make me a constitution check. Why wouldn't we want to destroy these relics? Arya? I'm well under. Because it's, it seems like that's a lot of trouble here. I think we should just get out. Make sure nobody else can get in here and be on our merry way. So, I, as like, can we get out? Opinion on this. She's feeding a strong, strong tea made with some very pungent herbs. Uh, none of you recognize this except Rollin. You realize that she's got nightshade, belladonna, some pretty dangerous herbs cut with something else. I'm not sure what it is. But I was just going to do thrill. Brew to fortify health, right? Thrull? But you're you're kickstarting Udo, so um, anyway, okay. you do this, Sorry. and then Udo immediately sort of sputters awake. Udo, you are incredibly weak, but thanks to the um, tea, it's basically a powerful jolt cola that Arya has made for you. You're able to actually stand, uh, and with help, move both the room. Udo looks around the room, looks at Arya, Goes, wow! That was some tea. That was, whew, that was. Uh, I've had some strong drink, but that was something else. That was, whoo, who, um, that column. Who, who did that? And we need to get out of here. It was a cold tea, and it was pretty awful tasting, by the way. Neris, you should uh, show Udo what you found over there. Neris crosses her arm. I don't know. Maybe we want to complain about the pillar some more. <laughs> Buddha goes, yeah, the pillar doesn't look good. I don't Who like it. Who cares about all this golden coin? You know, wealth means nothing. Let's look at the fucking rocks, shall we? I can't walk real good, but if I could, I'd be going that way. <laughs> Arya, are you helping Udo walk over to the chest? Yes, I'll help. I'll help Udo walk to the chest. Udo Let's goes, go. Udo goes by way of, like, closer to the door. <laughs> okay. Very good. You walk over to the chest, and Udo, you see that the first chest has robes in it, which is not very impressive. The what? second chest is filled with silver and copper. Arya brought you to me because Arya loves me. You don't say where you go, Udo, else you need your own two legs. I don't... I... I, I, wow, there's a lot of coins there. Oh boy, this is pretty exciting. This is pretty good. How many coins and of what values in this chest? Whoa, let me just take you a look see, here. You see, you see mostly silver and copper, and you also see a piece of parchment on top of all the coins, off to one side. I apply my hands and then my reading eyes to that there parchment. It has a list of names on it. Looks like commoner names and the amount of dues they've paid to the cult. This is clearly the dues collection box, if you will. Is it in the uh, common? It is. 
Neris uh, is going to tuck that uh, list of names into her pouch, just just if they so happen to uh, come up in conversation later. Davos, looking at this throne at the edge of the room, you see that it's clear there is the head of the cult, the person who would be in charge, dead upon the throne. The skeleton is long sort of turned to dust. There's bones remaining. There's some clothing there. There's some kind of strange mask that looks like a an iron skull with disease pockmarks all over it, sitting on top of these rotting robes and, and old bones. There's nothing much else of note. You can see that uh, the person had some crude jewelry uh, and he also had what looked to be some kind of ceremonial iron axe. The handle was mostly rotted away and the axe head was simple iron. Looks like it was probably crafted in some nearby commoner forge and it's basically not usable anymore. Um, next to the throne, however, you de- do see a lever uh, that goes Which, into the wall. Yeah, that was what I was looking at. <laughs> yep, goes into the wall and right now the lever is up. I pull it down. Okay. It resists, uh, but you pull it with significant force. You're not a weak um, a weak person, and you're able to get your weight behind it. You pull the lever down, and you hear some sounds of some chains moving in the walls behind you, and then a grinding sound. And you hear, a few seconds later, another grinding sound echoing from the hallway to the Davos, what did you do? Well, I think if this was supposed to be a trap meant for people to be sacrificed, wouldn't it make sense for whoever set this up to be the ones to control it? So you're trying to sacrifice us, Davos? No, I'm trying to open it. What is wrong with you? I we just had this conversation. I don't You're actually know how long ago that know. was, but did you piss on the lever first? Did you did you at least piss on You're the lever? You already pissed on it, didn't you? No, I didn't piss on the lever. I pissed in the, the, the fountain. Did you even check the lever before you went and pulled it? What have you been doing while I was I was unconscious? I don't know. I come back to consciousness. There's a column that's nearly broken. I have to assume that's Devos your fault. pisses on the lever. <laughs> Neris, do you want to see what's up? Let's go try and see what Davos done. I think I heard it up the hall up there. Ah, Neris follows along with Gregora and picks up Parak. Udo is just scooping coins into his coin purse. (laughs) Ah, Neris. Hold on, you fill your coin purse with silver, but there's a lot more silver left. I have a um, a like a satchel. Okay, so you're putting as much silver as you can into the satchel? I am. Use the robes! Are there are the robes in any, in good shape? You could you could make a, a mock bag that would fit most of the silver and some of the copper. You know what? I am a tailor. You are. I I make a I make some sacks <laughs> out of the robes and um and divide the the silver and the and the copper up into these into these sacks. 
So Udo is playing Udo's with the copper coins and the silver coins, and he's using these robes to make a satchel or a sack for himself. So he's doing that. What's everybody else doing while Udo is clearly having a lot of fun and joy, despite his weakened condition, barely able to stand with all of this money? Uh, Davos is checking to see if he remembers how to remove curses. Okay. It's a ritual. It's my, yeah, it's not in my uh, sheet. But I also have a spell that's not on my sheet as a memorized spell that you put in there. Hi, Gregora. Udo should just um, tie some ropes up and pull the chest along with him at the rate he's going. Aye, but it'd probably break down and then he'd have to pick them all back up again. Then he'd yell at Davos and carry in more of the silver. Udo's just singing to himself quietly as he's as he's sewing sacks together. He's so happy. Just... No. <laughs> probably hollow out one of them ogre's chest cavities, put the rope around its neck, and drag it like a little uh, squishy sled filled with coins. That would work better than the chest. He's getting real tired, so he sits down. <laughs> Gregoria is going to go up and investigate where the sound came from, from the hall and the chains grinding. And, and Rollin is just, she's just has her long sword and is trying to bat at these weapons. She's got a five foot range long sword, I guess, so that might work. Um, you can't do that without getting into the. Um, well, Devos tells Rollin to stop. I'm I'm trying to remember if I can see if I can do something about this. I I don't want you to uh, to suffer the same fate as Udo. Yeah. Oh, I'm quite happy. Chairs at the swords. Uh, if you need help, I think I can also dispel. Or, um, so. Well, I do want to destroy these weapons, so I suppose we can simply dispel the magic in them. But I'm afraid that that might affect my weapon as well. So. Okay. What's that, Adia? So yeah, why would we even do this? Why don't we just leave it all here? And then just um, make sure that nobody else can get in here. So that it can just stay here and nobody else is going to fall into this. Um, DM, do I know what kind of consequences could happen if we leave a cursed room with cursed items laying around with my religion lore? Yeah, maybe another lore check. Sure, d20 coming at you. Roll. So you're convinced that there's no curse here. You think these weapons are protected by some kind of magical field that could likely be dispelled. Clearly, this room still has some kind of evil, sacred nature to the Church of Skos. There's still some energy here. It's trying to find undead to reanimate, but the zombie creatures that you destroyed don't seem to be a repository for it. It's possible if somebody got down here, they could get hurt. There are certainly dangerous things down here. You would probably want to seal this place up if you could. Okay. Or destroy it. That, that is what I tell Adia. Yes, let's do it. Let's just leave this alone, seal it up, so nobody else can get down here, and let's get on our way. From his sewing, where he's now laid down because he's very tired, um... Uh, Udo is just like, you know, uh, all I gotta do is just 
knock out that column over there, but I gotta get this, I gotta get these coins out of here. There's a lot of coins here. I don't know if you've seen all these coins, but there's a lot of coins. Alright, let's knock out the column. Well, let's wait until we're out of here. I mean... <laughs> Aria, please. <laughs> let's wait. <laughs> let's listen to Udo this time okay. around. Alright, so we need to help Udo get his coins out of here. So, uh... Then help him, Aria. No, 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 I got my this. My I, I, I got, I got, uh, I gotta uh, finish my sewing here. Okay, alright, you got this? Alright. Alright, strong man. But I'll, I, I, I might need some help when it comes to carrying it. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll share. <laughs> it's very Devil's nice of you. Very, very badly hurt. Your armor is dented. You're shaking on your feet. You're at what? Two hit points? Three. Udo might be falling asleep. Sewing might be too much for him. Do we need to rest? Or should we... I, mean, I think Udo's pretty um, pretty lightweight. He is, but... Udo's he's pretty also... jazzed right now. He's jazzed up on tea and he's jazzed because he's he basically can... <laughs> He could take a bath in silver. He could get into the chest that's full of silver and copper. Maybe he... No, he doesn't do that. <laughs> Alright, I could just... Uh, I could just... Uh, I'm, I'm just going to put my sword out of the room, um, take off anything magical of mine, including uh, the holy water I'm going to put, in, put into a different room. Um... I tell Rollin, I'm going to destroy any of the magic in this room. Please, make sure that anything you have that's magical isn't in here either. Hold on, I, um, I got, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> I gotta finish getting this coin out of here. I'll wait for you then, friend. This sewing doesn't sew itself. Am I done? It takes, it takes you. It takes you some time to to basically patch together a sack. The sack ends up being black with basically iron skulls all over it. But you are able to make a sack big enough to put basically all of the remaining silver into it and throw it across your back and haul it out of here. The copper, however, there's far too many copper coins. You have to make a choice: do you bring the copper, the silver? Or try and do both. Clearly, the silver is more valuable. Well, obviously, Davos. I would try to do both. But <laughs> so you have you have thirty silver in your coin purse, four hundred and two silver in these bags, which you counted meticulously, and then there's probably over a thousand copper in this chest. So I've got how many silver in my coin purse? A 30, 30 additional silver coins in your coin purse. That's bulging it to almost full. You've got 402 silver in this you know, patched together bag, if you will, made from cultist robes of Skos. And then you're staring at over a thousand copper in the chest. Just sitting there. Copper. You may have to leave here. Can I even lift and you the can't, bag? You can't physically. You can't. It's 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 sitting in front of you. You can't even pick it up. Okay, I'm gonna. How frown heavy at it. is that? <laughs> it's forty all... pounds. Oh, forty pounds. That's no problem. 
Okay. I, I'm just going to be like, ah, uh, well, ah, uh, oh, ah, uh, that's uh, a lot of, ah, uh, okay. Um, Ralph, you pick up the, the copper for Udo? Or sorry, can, the silver, rather. Can Udo? we just keep it in the chest uh, and yeah. walk with the chest? Is there other handles on the chest? Those uh, be pretty deteriorated. Yeah, it's in rough shape. It'll fall apart the moment you pick it up. Okay, so we'll just handle Udo's sack and I'll take this together. If it's that heavy, yeah. I'll I'll help him with the copper. Well, you can take the silver for him, but the copper's oh, sure. still in the chest. Okay. I will help him with his needs. Udo's gonna reluctantly leave the copper behind, I think. Because he's just like, well, you know, there's more money. There's more money to be made, and 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 this is this is this is good, and uh, uh, this is this is good. This is good. Well, there's more money to be made. I I I think this is this is okay. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we should take the copper too. Uh, no, 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 no. It's good to. It's this is a good amount of money. This is good. We should we should take what we have. This is a bad place. We we should. There's a lot of copper in there. There there's a lot of copper in there. So Udo, Rowan has grabbed your makeshift sack and is walking out of the room with all of your silver. Udo's gonna, uh, he's like looking back and forth like rapidly. Uh, he's a little bit high on who knows what in some sort of tea. Um, he's very tired and, um, and he's just like, uh, 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 okay. And he starts walking out of the room and he, yeah. This is... Arya, I assume you're going with Udo because you're kind of taking care of him right now, right? Yep. Okay, so I'm going to put you and Udo and Rollin all the way back into the crypt room uh, where you're going to see Gregora and Neris kind of looking around for stuff. Rollin, you as well, you're back there, leaving Davos by himself in this temple. Udo would have pointed on the way out, like, knock out that column. While they were talking, did Gregora and Neris find anything? We were going to search this look at this water, then go to the statue and look at that. Trying to find the uh, grinded noises. Yeah. The grinded noises stopped, so you're not sure what they were. You're in the sarcophagus room right now. I and there the be water. water. Just, just the leak from the ceiling we, we noticed last time. You all noticed last time. And nothing has been touched in here since you guys passed through. Let's let's go back and check the, the opening, the entrance. Let's go check it out. See if that damn bird is up there still. And as you go into that room where the statue is, moving you all over there, you do see the entrance block has been removed. It's back up into the ceiling and pulled back into the north wall. And you can see daylight up the stairs and Bloodbeak sitting there. Did Davos uh, cast the spell magic on the altar yet? He's about to if you tell me he is. He's going to cast spell magic on the altar. Okay, very good. Make me a D100 roll. Alright. 73. Alright, your Dispel Magic spell is just barely able to dispel the negative energy sphere around the altar. The glowing green light and the negative energy surrounding the knife and the axe dissipate. You see the knife and the axe on the altar. Awesome. Okay, so is there green energy anywhere around the altar at all anymore? No. Okay. Uh, do I feel evil for 
like this this uh do i feel bad being around these these weapons we're in an ancient temple of skos that was created by a cult devoted to the god of death and disease i feel bad yes you feel pretty uncomfortable being in here right now okay i'm going to uh well i don't i don't have the ability to dispel magic on these weapons themselves right now so i'm going to have to take them so i can dispel them later and destroy them with the church okay you take them and put them in your backpack i assume yes all right so just put oh, oh before i before back. i take them i need a pm Alright, I'm going to assume that Davos is smart enough to know that peeing on them wouldn't do a damn thing, so you're not going to do that. Aye, but do they have cloth? Is he going to come out from the room smelling like piss with two new weapons? Are you actually peeing on them? I'm not actually peeing on them. Very good. Thank you. You now have these weapons <laughs> in your backpack. I'm going to move you to join everybody else at the entrance, looking up and out, planning to leave this place. Udo's like, oh, those stairs. Uh. Ari has to physically help you get out of here. Uh, like, before I leave, I'm going to look at these uh, sarcophagi. This uh, knowledge are uh, architect. Gosh. It's knowledge check. Okay. Archaeology. Looking at the sarcophagi, so you don't see anything new. You do see, like I mentioned before, the last session, there are dates scratched into them. You're going to open them up. Okay. Yes. Well, Sorry. So when you open up the sarcophagi and you're wounded, you're badly wounded, your strength is barely enough for you to tear these stone lids off, but you manage to do it by yourself. Um, inside, you see the remains of two women and one man. The corpses are progressively older. It's clear that these bodies represented, based on your archaeology role, generational priests who probably were the only clerics of Skos here who ran the cult. This entire cult was probably based on one single cleric of the God of Death who lived generation to generation based on the dates that you see. None of the lids were trapped and you were easy, you were able to break through uh, the stone and push them aside. There was uh, several clay pots in one of the uh, sarcophagi, but doesn't seem to do anything. And, and most of them are shattered, so there's not much left. These are all very, very old. And from what you can tell, you don't see any names, but each of them have a simple iron amulet in the shape of a skull. Bodies, like I said, are very old, and there's nothing left but dust and bones. All right, interesting. Um, like the last priest nothing... here died in AS twelve twenty. Okay, so a thousand, a hundred years ago. You guess that the bones in the other room are not as old as that. They're maybe 60, 70 years old. So it's likely that for 30 years after the death of a last priest, the head commoners in this cult kept the cult going and kept people paying without any priest to guide them. <laughs> Alright, so this isn't as much of an evil as I thought it was. Good. 
I mean, it is an evil cult, but there's no nothing maintaining it. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess uh, we're gonna. Oh, one last thing. I had to ask Udo if, um, when we looked at that pillar, if he thinks that we can pull it from a safe distance to collapse that room. Oh, if we had a chain, yeah, sure. If we had a chain, we could just wrap a chain around it and then, then you know, pull it from down the hallway. That hallway's pretty solid. Nerys is going to switch the pelvic bones and the skulls of all these uh, skeletons in the injury room. <laughs> Do we have anything like a chain? Does anyone have anything like a chain? Was there one above us? I got a necklace. It's like a very small chain. No, it's not going to work. <laughs> would, would Udo have any idea how to I get the chains know. out of the walls? No. Although, Udo, make me an intelligence check. Intelligence check. Udo matches. You match your intelligence? You realize that there is an easy way to seal this place up. Oh, yeah. There sure is. Um, hmm. Buddha says, well, if we just, if we just, that door, and he points at the door that goes into this room, that door is the trap, and if we just trigger that door on our way out, this all closes up, but we can't be in the stairs, we can't be in the stairs when we're in there, when it goes, because we'll get smushed real bad. No, how would we trigger the door then? Would we need a rope or something? Rope or, you know, a long stick? You know, there's a lot of a lot of things that could work. I I think Adia might have you push the table into it. Oh, the table. That yeah, that wouldn't work at all. That is a very heavy table. I but it's long too. <laughs> there this is giggling looking at Adia and then trying to uh forget that she got bested by a table that Neris couldn't lift. Yeah, yeah, I forget that I don't have a fighter strength. I know if we had an orc in our party, that boy, could you... surely uh, just push it over for us. I bet if you drank more of that tea, boy, whew, boy, that tea, boy. You don't have any more You're coming down to my tea now, you're, you're starting to get a little bit tired now. Do, do, you, do you have any more of that, that tea? I, I, I could, uh, those stairs, they took a lot out of me. I understand, um, but I think maybe we should uh, rest up somewhere. Oh, a nap, yes. I think we can nap we... back in the barn that's atop of this and get jumped by assassins again. I'd oh. be up for around two with Yes, we don't know what's out there. The assassins could come back. Well, there's, Wait, a, there's a damn scary bird up there, that's for sure. Well, it, is it found? Early afternoon, or a, a, a screeching sound. Gregor's going to go up and do a quick look at the perimeter, see what she can see. Anything moving in down, the trees? You've been down here for a couple of hours. It's midday now, a little past midday, perhaps, but uh, everything looks fine. Okay. Did you guys figure out how to? Close us up so we can get on our way. Does anyone have a rope at all? I have a 15 foot mm. rope. Do you mind losing it? 
It'll be fine. We can use it. Very good. Then yes, Udo, I'll let you handle the trap. Do you mean I gotta walk Udo back down those no damn shape. stairs? Ugh. Udo's in no shape to handle the trap, although Neris has been listening to what Udo's been saying, as has Rollin. And while Arya takes care of Udo, it's pretty clear what he's suggesting. Put the rope on the door, or perhaps um, the chunk of material that he's blocked the door open with. Uh, pull, allow that door to close, uh, and the trap should re-engage. With everything smashed in the statue, you're pretty confident that the blocks will fall again immediately. But be that rope long enough to be pulling it from the other side of the blocks. So it's 50 feet long and the room is 30 feet. So you'd have just enough to be at the top of the stairs and have one person pull the rope. You'd be holding on to the very end of it and you would lose the rope. Nettis uh, walks pull... to take the rope from Grigora and carefully start affixing it to the door. Unless you pull it real fast. You could pull it real fast. Oh, I'm tired. Everybody gets uh, if up. Only, huh? If only your legs ran as fast as your mouth did, Udo. Everybody's oh, back up top. And, and Neris and I assume Rowan, you're helping as well, correct? Right. Do me a favor, Rowan, make me a quick intelligence check. Okay. And the d6 roll, please. And a d6 roll. Your elven senses detect that you think this will work, but you're not sure if it will permanently seal this area, and you're pretty sure that Davos wants this sealed for all time. Do you tell him this? I definitely do. Okay. Well, we'll we'll have to we'll have to send somebody in, uh, somebody send some portion of the church here to make sure that it's dealt with later. Then we don't have time to deal with it now. This will keep it for now, though. All right, Neris and Rollin, make me D one hundred rolls, please. All right, between the two of you, you were able to successfully do as Udo has kind of alluded to. You pull the rope. At first, nothing happens. You hear a grinding sound. You pull the rope a second time after the door has closed shut. And immediately, the blocks of granite move back. They slam down, pulling the rope from your hands, and the entire area down below is sealed. Yeah. Seems like it. a waste of rope, given we already done broke everything in there, but if it makes Davos happy, I suppose it can be. Davos, did you have something to add? No, as long as we send somebody in for the church to make sure this place is sealed for all time, possibly blessed to remove the residual evil that is lurking here, I think we should be fine. Can I can Udo roll for napping? Yes, by all means. Um, <laughs> Udo, you notice that as you're up top, Bloodbeak has three chickens. You have no idea where Bloodbeak got three chickens in the three hours you were down there. 
but they're all torn apart and butchered, and there are feathers everywhere. Well, that's hmm. That's I gotta. I'm I'm so tired. I don't understand what I'm seeing. I gotta lay down. Okay. Are you all gonna rest here again in the broken down farmhouse, or are you gonna move on? Someone will have to I carry you. Udo. Move on. I can carry Udo. Udo. I... No. How much is. do you weigh, Udo? Not much. <laughs> as much as your silver. Yeah. You are, you are carrying his silver now, which is forty pounds. So be aware of yeah. that. Yeah. I'm eighty-nine. I was thinking maybe Davis. Eighty-nine pounds. Yep. Plus uh, four Udo. pounds of silver in my coin purse. Uh, so yeah. Alright. I can carry Udo while we walk. We must continue forward. Don't you agree, Udo? Closer to the assassins? Closer to getting your coin? Ah, that's... Mm, coin. I'm... Oh. <laughs> Gregora using bounties like carrots on a stick. <laughs> Indeed. I bet Udo will uh-huh. be asleep dreaming of the thousands of coins he will get. Gregora is the strongest in the group, so Gregora is basically going to have Udo on her back, and then be who's going to carry the forty pounds of of silver? I think. Well, I, I think I could carry it. Maybe not for long. You can. Um, okay. Yeah, you're actually pretty strong. You're as strong as Davos. Yeah. So I weigh one hundred and five pounds. Yep. So you're carrying forty pounds of silver on your back, plus all your gear. So easy. As, so describe to me what you're doing. So Davos is badly wounded. He's he's also uh, weak on his feet. Udo is now sleeping on top of Gregor's shoulders, uh, snoring, muttering about silver as he does so. And the rest of you are kind of looking around. Rowan, you're a little injured as well. Uh, everyone else is doing okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why is it, hasn't Davos healed himself? Davos! <coughs> We haven't encountered anything some yet. I can can I heal myself as well? You can go D- ahead and eight. your get your D eight roll. Three. Go ahead and add that to your sheet. And make sure you're keeping track of how many spells you have. Yeah. What's the time? A little early afternoon, perhaps. You're up by about 10 a.m. and you've been down there three hours, one or two o'clock. Oh, not bad. All right. Let's skedaddle. As we walk, um, Gregor is going to lead the group, keeping her ear out for any movement in the woods other than normal animal noises. She's also going to be looking through the shadows. Um looking for any other footprints, anything recent. So Davos takes a few minutes to um, prepare a few rituals and cast healing upon himself several times. It seems to help. He's breathing a little easier. His armor is still dented and will need the service of a smith at some point, but it's still wearable and still functional. Um, He's clearly doing better, but he's also clearly still pretty badly hurt. And his injuries are slowing you down as you guys move. 
Not to mention the weight of Udo and all his gear. Udo was carrying 50 pounds of gear as well as his 80 pounds. So you've got 130 some pounds. It does make it so that you're going quite slow. And with Gregora, uh, uh, sorry, and uh, Udo and his gear, you're pushing into the swamp pretty heavily as you walk. So it's it's certainly slow going, but you do make your way north. Yes, Davos. Davos uh, does a couple more heal cure light wounds spells on himself uh, and on Udo to make sure that he's healed up a little bit more than he was previously. Oh my gosh, can I roll something more than one? Alright, so you do that, uh, and it certainly helps, uh, but you're still moving north pretty slowly. My goodness. For the rest of the day, or um, until night? Until night, or there's a dry place to rest. Whichever comes first. Okay, you make your way north. Um, You find yourselves... Again, on this cart path, moving into Kobar Swamp, the it isn't really raining per se, but it's still very, very humid. <clears throat> As the day drags on, you make okay time, given the fact that many of you are wounded and, and you're carrying heavy burdens. Um, the road conditions are not as bad as the silver scales made them out to be, um, but you are trekking through mud and decaying leaves, um, and you enter a sparsely populated forest in the swampy land about five hours after you set forth from the farmhouse. Uh, the road here is a little better maintained in the swamp itself as the dirt's sort of been moved up onto the path, raising it above the, the waters of the swamp. Without horses, this is taking a lot longer than you'd like, but you are able to make okay time given all the conditions that, that you guys are suffering right now. As you move into the forest itself, the sun starts to get a little bit low. Um, The trees aren't very dense, but they do block vision and block some of the light. And after about an hour of being in the forest, and everyone is pretty exhausted except for Arya, who's who's doing fine. Um, Gregora, you particular, you are incredibly fatigued carrying the burden that you're carrying, and you'll be at minus two for all actions. You all see something a little strange. There is a black bear pretty large black bear off to the side of the road, maybe 30, 40 feet off the road. It's lying on its side and it's sort of just seizing. It's sort of shaking back and forth. Arya, you've never seen anything like it. Davos, this disturbs you. Udo, you're sleeping. Rallin, as an elf, you're familiar with creatures and, and black bears never behave like this. It's, it's lying on its side. You could see its back and it's kind of shaking back and forth. Um, sorry, I was on mute. I'm going to tell everybody to kind of stay back, and I'm going to go scout and kind of look around and see what I can see as somebody of nature. The moment you speak, the black bear stops shaking, and something very disturbing um, pops up its head. It was clearly feeding on the black bear. You all can kind of see now, it looks like it killed it. It looks to be a weasel, but it must stand five feet high. It's standing on its back legs, looking at you all, looking back and forth, darting. It's a little wounded, 
it clearly fought this black bear and won and was now trying to feed upon the corpse. And then it looks at the group, immediately sees Neris and begins sprinting over to her as fast as a, a pony or a pack horse could move at a full gallop. Party needs to now roll for initiative. We'll have, since Udo is sleeping, Neris, D6. Six for the enemy and DM rolls. A six for the group, simultaneous initiative. So, Neris, you are first. However, this thing is sprinting right towards you and attacking. And it hits with a 17. Neris, this thing basically slams into you. Make me a strength check to avoid being knocked to the ground. How big is this thing? Five feet. Ah, God damn. Okay. You made your strength check, Nara, so you're not knocked to the ground. This thing lunges at you, biting you, and you take... Nine points of damage. How... where does it bite me? It bites you... In the leg? And it remains latched on. Its its fangs and its um, its teeth have bitten through, uh, just under your armor, rather, and it begins to suck the blood from your leg. How long is its hair? Fur? Uh, pretty thick, uh, actually. It's going... With my right hand, I'm going to get a fistful of its fur on its head to get a good grip. And with my left hand, I'm going to take one of my daggers and carve its damn eye out for biting me. Alright, go ahead and make your attack roll, please. That is a nat 20. You do two points of damage, double to four. Your dagger slams into it. Um, you uh, Cold shot for its fucking eye. You can't do that after the roll, though. I told you I carve yeah. its eye out. He did. He, he said he, he carved his eye out. Right you can called shot for its eye. But, okay, I'll make you a deal. Give me a d6 roll. Okay. You don't hit its eye, but you glance right across its head. You slash its head. You can feel the dagger going all the way down to the bone through the tissue and the dagger almost sticks into the bone. It's clearly unhappy, but it continues to latch onto you and it is draining you of your blood. Uh, so you did four points of damage to it. Okay, next is going to be... To she doesn't. It's going to be a problem because she's going to take 2d6 damage every round. So, uh, Neris, uh, next is Rowan. Rowan, what are you doing? May I cast Magic Missile? Um, you can. Go ahead and do so. Uh, click the button. Okay, your two Magic Missiles slam into the creature, burning it. It growls in pain as you hit it. You clearly hurt it badly but it still stays latched onto Neris and it's draining her blood. Next is Arya. Uh, I cast uh, Speak to Animals and I say, stop, 
not food, drop it. <laughs> All right. Do me a favor and make me a d20 roll. Yes. If nothing's happening, okay, here, good. 11. Okay. Uh, immediately, the creature stops growling. It leases Neris. It kind of jumps back. It is clearly hurt by Rollins' magic missiles. It stands up at its full height and is looking at you, Arya. It's almost as tall as you are. It's step back. It's now ignoring Neris. And it goes back over to the bear. It the wounds that were causing missile. You can smell smoldering fur. It's clearly badly hurt by them. But it looks at you confused and sort of puts its head to its side. It looks like a giant ferret or or some kind of, of mink. You're not sure what it is. Maybe a giant weasel? It's huge. Um That's your round. Gregora, what are you doing? Has it backed off from Neris? It has. I'm going to turn to Arya. Is it good? Should we move now? Will it follow us? Davos, what are you doing? Davos is, has his sword out, but he's looking at uh, Arya and uh, looking at the weasel creature, and he's basically just looking at Arya questioningly. Give, give me a moment. Udo Never is... mind the halfling missing half of our fucking blood to this thing. Udo drools a little bit. He makes happy noises. He kind of, like, snuggles into Gregora a little more. Arya? So that's the, that's the round, then? It's it's yep. me? It's you. The creature's pausing and it's going back to the bear. It, it... It doesn't understand how you're able to talk to it. It doesn't trust you right now, um, but clearly it doesn't want to mess with the party and then Rollin hitting it with that magic hurt it pretty badly. So since you're no longer attacking it, it's not sure what to do. It's kind of hiding behind the bear and it goes back to the bear and begins tugging at the bear again. Okay, and then I'm going to do animal friendship. Okay. You cast this spell, and you've got a small amount of time to give this creature something it likes or wants, and then it gets a saving throw against your spell. So you can see it's trying to tear apart this bear that was probably something that it killed. What are you planning to feed it? Well, I am going to go in the bear and try and um, get as much um, gooey deliciousness as I can. Uh, maybe the heart, maybe the brains, I don't know, the oh, eyes, something that I can give this weasel thing. How are you opening up the bear? I am using my bone sickle. Okay, do me a favor, make me a d20 roll. Uh, don't attack. Just make me a d20 roll. <laughs> you don't need to attack. Oh, sorry. The bear's already down. I, 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 you attack I the heard corpse. something else. 
Right. So that that was effectively a skinning skill roll for you. So um, you skin the bear, taking some of the tissue off. The creature looks at you strangely and then realizes what you're doing. At first, it growls, thinking you're going to take its food, but it sees you're cutting the bear open where it was sort of biting into it, trying to tear the creature open. It bit through the bear's neck and clearly killed the creature by draining it of blood at the neck site, but it hasn't been able to tear the bear open very easily. With the sickle, you're able to tear it open and you expose the inner guts and the creature dives in there and begins eating the liver and the heart. Now that the bear has been sort of splayed open on the ground, the creature is able to get to it easily and it seems quite happy to tear into this bear. And it seems to be... quite happy with you as well. It failed at saving throw against animal friendship and has been charmed by you. Oh, excellent. Um, he is badly hurt, though. Uh, so Should I be for biting me! I will use... Daenerys, I understand. I will get to you next. Uh, I'm trying to look on my sheet for my healing. I don't, think, I don't think you have any cure wound spells left, do you? No, I have, I have healing. My healing spell. Okay, that's for the creature. So you take some of your healing, yeah. some of the healing paste that you have, bits of moss and everything else. The creature won't tolerate any kind of bandage, but you're able to put this sort of paste and cream that you have from your healing kit into its wounds that helps seal it up and prevent infection. Um, and I don't know if Neris will tolerate a bandage or not, but you could do the same for her. Yes, and um, and after I do that, I'm going to get Neris. And I will say to her, I am so sorry, Neris, that this happened. Um, I just think it was confused. But I do you see what it did to this bear? Do you see how this could be useful for us? Do you see? Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Neris. You see what it did? You see what it did to my damn leg? Neris, you get one <laughs> hit point back from Arya's ministerings. I'm sorry, but look at this bear. We can all we can all eat. That's true. My the pouch. the giant weasel is is eating the heart, the liver, uh, the kidney, some of the uh, other organs, the the high density bits. It's not eating much of the muscle. Would you like a bearskin hat, Neris? Neris's anger almost completely fades before she remembers she's supposed to be being angry about being bit by the damn thing. Perhaps. And Neris looks to the bear. Maybe a bear paw? Do you think do you think it would be can you can you make this thing this creature guard us at night? Do you think it would withstand or be willing to stay around you and alert if there were something approaching us? How does Blood Beak feel about the damn thing? Well, surprisingly enough, what's happening is the, the giant weasel is ripping into this thing, tearing out organs and throwing stuff left and right as it sort of burrows into the bear carcass, getting to the bits it wants. And the bits it's throwing away, Blood Beak has just hopped over there and is eating them off the ground. 
Nana sighs, hoping she had a shared enemy with a bird. This thing almost killed Neris. I know it's our friend now. We're feeding it. It's fine. And Neris goes, just plops on the ground, looks at her leg, looks at the whole situation of, ooh, weasel bear bird friendship. Ooh, I make everything friendly because I'm such a nice person. Gregor, look what it did to the bear. Look what it could do to things that. Look how it could protect us. Look what it can do! Yeah, look what it can it's do! Neris points at her leg! Udo snores. I'm doing the best I can, Neris. The weasel pops up its head, looks at Neris, and hisses. And, and I say, stop it! Noise. It looks over at you. Uh, yeah, your animal. Communicate with animals is still on, so then it goes back to eating. Neris I... takes out her wolf charm and teeth and hisses back at it. More of a snarl. Arya, I don't trust animals with my life, except for my horse. <laughs> exactly! Exactly! This is my horse! This is my. What was the name of her horse? I just met this animal! How is this your horse? It's not trained, it's wild, it almost killed Ferris. How is this your horse? Horses are productive. They take you places. You can fight on them. This weasel, or whatever this creature is, is a bloodthirsty, wild animal that should not be ever let out. So as All as Gregora... arguing in noise is making is making a lot of noise, and it's got the weasel a little agitated. As what's, Gregora... what's Udo doing? You're awake. Yeah, as as Gregora like talks in kind of an animated way. Um, Udo kind of wakes up a little bit, then he kind of wraps his arms around her neck a little bit and just kind of hugs into her shoulder and then tries to go back to sleep. Nera starts gathering kindling to cook bear, mumbling under her breath, Oh, it's with Nerus. We better befriend it and feed it because look what it did to the bear. Oh. Weasel jumps up, leaps about 20 feet, lands right in front of Gagora, and begins sniffing her, standing on his hind legs. It's about five Liquor. feet tall Liquor. on its hind legs. Hind legs. Yes. Gregora glares at it, trying to look intimidating. It licks Udo. <laughs> Gregora can. Davos isn't start. having it. He's step forward. Davos, aren't you going to take my side? It begins chattering at you, Davos. It begins chattering angrily as you approach, and it gets back down on all all of its fours. The chattering wakes you up, Udo. What? what? Aria, what's what, going what on you, here? Oh, what is that thing? To do? Is that? Oh, that doesn't look nice. That doesn't look Ooh. nice. You kind of understand the chattering. The chattering basically says, "My territory, you go, or I eat your throat." I don't want to eat throats, no. I, let's, there's a place to nap somewhere, and it's not here. We could, we should just keep on going. Oh, look, it has a bear. That's great. Let's go. While Udo's talking to it, Neris is going to go cut some of the claws off the bear. Okay. Neris. It does not notice you approaching its kill. Area, you know, based on your understanding of animals, that to see someone like Neris, who sees his competition, 
uh, going towards its kill could be seen as an act of aggression. Is does okay, Udo see so... this happening? Udo does. Udo, I want you to look at your character sheet. Or oh, sorry, legitimate mustard. Please look at your character sheet under languages. Under languages. It's just going to oh, be bad. Oh, look at that! Oh, look at that! Interesting. Um, I'm going to keep chattering on to the burrowing creature, and yep, just ha, boy, it's uh, it. What are we doing here? That this that we're here Udo, in your place, doing? and uh, just hi, hi. How are you? How, how are you? Has it has it charmed you, Udo? Hmm. Udo's making chattering noises similar to the creature. The creature looks at him immediately, isn't sure if it wants to attack Regora or Davos, seems really intimidated by them, is standing defensively between them and Arya, has not noticed that Neris has gone over to the bear and is cutting bear claws off of it, but is now enthralled by Udo and looks at Udo, turns its head, doesn't really understand, and Udo, you get the impression that it looks at you and says, not food. Oh, that's right, I am not food, yes. <laughs> Neither are you, not food, not food. No, <laughs> Full. nope, not food. Uh, so, do you know of any good places to take naps around here? This direction that I'm pointing now, not in any other direction, but this direction that I'm pointing. Do me a favor and make me a d20 roll, Udo. A 13. Okay. Again, concepts and not a language, right? You get the impression that, yes, it knows of a place, a nice, deep, dark hole that you can sleep in safely. It's very, very cool, and there aren't too many bugs. Oh, that sounds great. That sounds great. How how far? How far would that be? Um, you get the impression that it's not here. Not here. Yep. And he points in that direction, and he goes, this way? At this point, what is Neris doing, and what is Arya doing? Uh, how many claws do I have? You've just started cutting. Oh, no. So I'm going to continue cutting. Uh, Arya? <laughs> uh, um, I am going to stand between the two, and I'm going to motion... For Neris to back away for a moment. Neris, make me a D one hundred roll, please. Lower is better. That's not lower. <laughs> nope, it's not lower. So, Arya, the giant weasel, notices that Neris is near the kill. Immediately ignores Udo. Swivels its head around. It's still facing Udo and Gregora. Swivels its head back around behind it, and then chatters and hisses past you towards Neris, and you can tell it's about to go jump another 20 feet back to its corpse to defend it. Neris, make me another D100 roll, please. Udo inhales deeply. I am... Four. Neris, you have managed in desperation, seeing that you're about to get jumped on again, to cut the entire bear paw off. I am going to do invisibility to animals on Neris. Okay, it takes four seconds to cast that. The creature continues to chatter and look at Neris. Neris is now standing there holding a chunk of bear. The creature is incredibly angry. You're standing in front of it. What is your charisma? 16. It's wow, awfully high. 
match your charisma. You delay the creature just long enough to cast invisibility to animals on Neris. It jumps back, lands on the bear, and is looking for Neris, looking for the person that's threatening its kill. Can't find her, and sort of relaxes and goes back to eating. Udo says, yep, well, we'll be going then, and uh, thanks, thanks, that was great. Uh... Really looking forward to finding that uh, that that little den to take a nap, uh, and then he switches back to common and says, "We should be going. We should be going." Oh, yeah. Weasel's really head good. sort of snaps up and says, um, "Basically, to you, as far as you can understand, make me a d20 roll, and I'll tell you what you figure out." Uh, that is a nine. That's pretty low. The weasel thinks that you're a child weasel. A tiny little child weasel who's lost. It's protective of you, Udo, but if you go off and be a stupid child weasel, it doesn't care. It thinks that Arya is effectively another weasel like it, and we all need to stick together now. Oh, great. <laughs> you, 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 Arya, and it, although it's not as concerned about you, but Arya's charmed it. It thinks that there's com- competition somewhere that can't be seen. It can smell it, but it can't find it. But I assume, Neris, you backed off from the bear, correct? No. Udo. You're standing right by the bear? Are you still cutting up the bear? I just take the claws off. Claws aren't edible. It doesn't need it. You pop the knuckle out. You bring the knife between the knuckle and the paw. And then you walk off with the claws. You have a skinning skill. Let me look. I've got a pelt around my neck. I got teeth in a jar. I think I've seen a dead body before. I I have. You don't. So that's why I have you cut the whole cl- whole paw off because you were looking to get the claws. You have a single bear pod. Are you going to persist on hacking at the corpse that the giant weasel is currently at now? Do I know I'm invisible? I don't so, think so. No. But does the weasel seem to care about me? The weasel's trying to find you, it's sniffing for you, it can't seem to find you, but you you know it was jumping in your direction to come kill you again. Neris is going to take a deep sigh, flip the weasel off, and walk away with a bear paw. Udo is going to explain to Arya at this point that the, that the weasel has decided that it and Arya and Udo are now part of a pack. This is problematic in many ways and he is not real pleased with it he also explains that the weasel believes that it is a child that he is a child weasel um which he finds to be quite insulting um and uh for a for a, a, a gnome of his age he's not a gnome is he i don't remember um you're a gnome yeah of his advanced age, this is very insulting, and um, and that it was very problematic that she charmed this um, this weasel, uh, and he sees that as her responsibility to fix. Um, he needs to take a nap. <laughs> and he also the weasel also says that. Um, it knows what an elf is and doesn't get why the elf is mean. It burned him. It burned her. It's a her, actually. Oh, Udo tells it. Well, you you bit the 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 tiny one. The not food. The not tiny food. one food. 
No, not food. Not even food. Tiny, tiny one uh, competition, basically. Not food. Ah, That's uh, not... Uh, child. Child. Ah! All right. Well, so the creature is quite. Lies the creature's down, quite lays down a piece in... of. Sorry. Go ahead, Ron. Just, um, assuming elf is meaning Rollin. Um, yeah. She lays down a piece of dried meat from their rations as a peace offering. Okay, the creature notices and it comes over and it sniffs it and it sort of just doesn't seem to be too interested in it. Sort of looks uh-huh. at you, tilts its head, and then licks its wounds and then growls at you once. Oh. And then goes back. Okay, I'll use one of my um, spells to replace to do a cure light wounds on the weasel. You have to touch. Is that bad? How many people have healed that? <laughs> Udo's gonna tell it. Okay. So Udo's gonna tell it. Elf, elf's gonna help you. Yeah. Okay, make me a d20 roll, Udo. Oh god. Dude. Oh no. Oh great. <laughs> okay. Um, Udo, you don't think it understands you as Rollin approaches. Arya, you can tell the creature is really agitated that the elf that just heard it is coming close to it. Ah. Arya, what do you tell? Your spell's about to fade. This will be the last thing you can physically say to the uh, creature with your animal, speak to animal spell. Uh, Elf friend. All right, give me a charisma roll. You're going to be at plus four. Does not believe you. Oh no! You're a plus four. It's because Rowan just heard it. So, <laughs> do you approach it as Rowan does, or do you let Rowan approach it by herself? With Rowan. Okay. One more charisma roll. Uh, Rowan, give it some juicy stuff from the bear. Okay. I will do that. Go up and milk the bear for any juice it has. All right, one more charisma roll, cricket for Arya. All right. That's better. Nineteen. No, that's worse actually. No, that's worse. Sorry, that's the wrong thing. Over again. So, what if someone with makeup on added a plus one to that roll? To make it a 20? Yes. Do you want to make it a crit fail? I hate this weasel. If you you recall, and for the listeners of the podcast, anybody who dresses up uh, and puts on makeup or gets into character on the video chat we're doing gets to do a plus one or a minus one to any die roll as long as it doesn't intentionally screw another character. I so want be... Arya to understand that this Tom Weasel thing isn't our friend. Just but because can she tell... can speak nice to it, if it follows us, it's going to hurt us. Then you can tell her that you can't use your, your plus one bonus or minus one bonus to, to hurt Rowan's chances or Arya's chances of communicating with it, unfortunately. So, anyway, it doesn't matter. Rowan, it doesn't trust you it's not aggressive but it's not going to let you near it because you heard it and for today anyway Arya's not able to convince it otherwise okay Arya we are leaving it now Neris come on 
Varus makes the bear paw flip off the weasel. I thought you were collecting firewood to start a fire. Well, if we're going, there's no point of collecting firewood. The sun is setting. It is going down. Night's night's falling. Udo's very sleepy. He's still kind of <laughs> clamped on to Gregora. Gregora, you're exhausted. You're at minus three now for all actions from carrying Udo and all of his stuff. Fine, we will stay close to the badger that will obviously hate Neris. <laughs> Is there any dry spot there um, in the yes. swamp to make camp? Um, the best place to stay would be actually on the road. So if you don't mind staying in the middle of the road, that's the driest spot in the area. Okay. Gregor is grudgingly going to make camp, setting Udo down. Udo just curls yeah, up. Yeah, this helps Gregor. The uh, Davos the is going to... Seems a little little freaked out Davos and Gregora by the sound of your armor, and you as well, Rail, and the sound of metal, it, it seems to not be familiar with it. It's clearly a wild animal, but after a while it seems to calm down. It stays near Arya and the bear, um, but it doesn't seem to be aggressive to anyone, including you, Neris, when the invisibility animal spell wears off. Um, it seems to be thinking that you're clearly Arya's friend, therefore you're not specifically an enemy, although... It's still pretty confused. It hisses a couple of times at Bloodbeak. Bloodbeak doesn't seem to care. He just keeps eating the corpse. And then since Bloodbeak doesn't react at all to this large creature hissing at it, the weasel just kind of stops and lets Bloodbeak eat some of the of the bear and not really care too much. Udo just curls up into a ball in the middle of the road and just sleeps. Nerys resumes gathering fire, firewood. Okay. Now, again, since Arya gave you instruction last time about how to start a fire with wet wood using some kindling and some supplies that you have, you do get a fire going. The creature doesn't like fire. It stays back from it, um, but it doesn't run away. Um, and Bloodbeak's kind of used to everything. Bloodbeak's been in the Silver Scales camp, so he just kind of hops around, doesn't seem to care too much. Bloodbeak has definitely got his fill of... Uh, Food from this bear. Within half an hour since the fire got started, you're now roasting bear meat over a spit. Um, who has a cooking skill? Anybody? No one. Who wants to make an unskilled cooking roll? I think that's Davos. He seems like the chef. Actually, Udo has a cooking skill, but he's oh, he quite does. sleepy. Yeah. So, yep. Udo. Davos Davos is starting. To cook the bear. Davos, He's gonna, um, you yeah. start to cook the bear, and you do a decent job of it. Udo, you actually wake up to the smell of sizzling, fatty bear meat that's been cooked properly. No spices or anything else, but it's been on the spit for enough time and rotated properly. It's been cooked through and through. Not so much that it's dry, but definitely as savory as wild bear meat can be. Oh, this is pretty good there. That's... This is like the first success I've seen you have in like a month. Well, I'm not a complete fool. I... But uh, this isn't my specialty. It's more of yours. And you took quite some, quite a hit there when you tried to take out the altar that was keeping the ogres alive. 
I did, I did. I don't know what happened after that. It was all kind of a blur. Uh, but I'd really... I'm, is there enough of that uh, that bear meat for me to have a little bit? Oh, of course. Oh, boy. It's a pretty oh. big black bear. There's a lot there. Oh, that's great. Neris, make me a dex check. Oh, God. <laughs> Thank you. So, Neris, I assume you're also eating the bear meat? Aye. Okay. Sitting there by the fire eating the bear meat, the Davos cooked quite well, actually. Um, you catch something that was thrown at you from the bear and in your hand you, you saw it coming out of the corner of your eye you've got this wet bloody organ that looks like a kidney in fact you're convinced it is a kidney you've stabbed enough of them in your time to know what a kidney looks like the weasel threw it over to you Nerys looks to Adia looks to the weasel looks to the kidney in her hand Peace offering. Would Neris know if she could eat raw kidney? Udo would see the kidney in your hand and probably have something to say about that. What would Udo Neris looks to the Udo looks to the raw kidney. I don't have any idea what Udo would say about a kidney, but <laughs> So raw kidney would be very, very tough and stringy. You'd bite into it, be like eating raw heart. The tissue is pretty dense and not very, I mean, the inside's pretty soggy and stuff, but it, it would not be very appetizing. You could take a bite. I, I don't think that would be possible, but Udo would know it wouldn't be very tasty. We could we could boil that, I guess. Um, I, I guess. I mean, actually, kidneys aren't tough, but still, uh, it would mm -hmm. be... Like, Nettos, eat kidneys all the time. You'd be fine. Yeah. Do you take a bite of it, Neris? Is the weasel still looking? Weasel's looking. Nettos <laughs> takes a bite of it. Okay. You take a bite of it. It's not very tasty, but you take a bite. Make me a con check to swallow it without gagging. You are under. Oh, nice. I believe. Yes, you are. You swallow it, and then the weasel um, chatters at you. Sounds like it's happily, and then it it sort of nods you over to Udo. I hand the kidney to Udo. Does Udo? Do you understand what the damn thing's saying, Udo? Child oh, yeah. eat. Child eat now. Um, bad. No, I'll eat. I'll eat. It, it, it needs you to eat. You're too small. It needs you to. You gotta. You gotta grow up, and you're not gonna grow up unless you eat. And the good meats for the the ones that do the hunting. But you obviously don't do the hunting because you're tiny. We are not listening to this weasel for instructions on food intake. Neris is going to take her dagger out and be uh, cutting pieces off of the kidney and holding it into the fire until it's less disgusting. So the weasel seems to be upset by that a little bit because it thinks you're wrecking the food. But then it goes back to just chewing on bits of heart from the bear. Well, I'm tired and I've just had some food, so I'm gonna go back to sleep. 
Let me know if you need to talk to the weasel again. Don't talk to the weasel. It bites. But, you know. Devos oh, takes out a small it? set of silver scales. Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, he's going to perform a ritual in the corner while, while you guys are talking. There's is which, going to be... Which ritual? The uh, uh, Agri. Right. Neris is doing what? Uh, she'll be taking her armor off, going over it for anything that she can fix while she's out, places that have gone loose. I know that she doesn't have metal crafting, but taking care of her armor as she knows how to before she rests, because she won't be sleeping in it. So the weasel brings over a chunk of bear over to Rowan and drops it at her at Rowan's feet, or next to where Rowan's sitting around the campfire, and then backs off carefully, kind of keeping an eye on Rowan, and then chatters at her. Udo, you can tell that what the weasel is trying to say is, eat this, please, no more fire. It, it, it doesn't want you to set it on fire anymore. So um, this is a peace offering. Don't set it on fire. Everything will be happy. Don't talk to the weasel. Okay. Um, Rollin picks up the meat, dusts off any dirt on it, holds it up, and mows it down. Alright, contract to keep from gagging. Oh, I love this stuff. We eat this all the time in Elfhaven. Did you, though? <laughs> oh, yeah. You eat a chunk of what's probably intestine or some kind of internal <laughs> organ. I'm not sure what it is. Colon. Colon. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, it's, it's colon. Then that's fine. Um, and you don't gag it, de- or you don't gag. You you eat it, and the weasel sees this, and it, it assumes that everything's going to be okay now between you. Delicacy. Okay. Well, uh, like I said, try to leave the weasel alone, and um, I guess Arya can talk to the weasel. I, I I don't see any problem there, but the rest of you, the weasel will bite you. I don't know if I can say this any more clearly. The weasel will bite you. Okay? Yes. All right. We should all go to sleep. Yes. All right. So, Delbos, you're casting Augre. What are you uh, trying to determine? Okay. So, he sets up a small, um, a a very small set of scales uh, that have, uh, and, and starts burning incense on them. And then he says, uh, he he asks if it will be safe to not set a watch tonight and allow the uh, creatures to wake us in the event that something approaches camp. Make me a D100 roll, please. Sixty-two. The side of the scales that says positive goes up slightly. Alright. Um, so not not a very good po- uh, positivity, but possibly. Um, I don't want to have to set watch with everyone so injured. How bad how bad are your injuries, Neris? How bad do you feel? Davos. Yes. No matter what injuries Nerys has, which they're quite extensive, look at her leg. I am not putting water into the hands of a creature that I do not trust. 
not just that weasel. I will take watch. Everybody else sleep. And Gregora, I only need to rest for four hours, so I can take second watch. Um, also, if anyone needs healing, um, please let me know. I still have four spells available to heal people. I think. Let me check here. Well, let's More quickly allocate those now. We're pretty much done for the night. Also, we're gonna we're gonna stop here at the camp. So, Rowan, who are you healing? If um, I had to rate how I was feeling, I'd give it about a seven out of twenty-five. Okay, I will um, help you out, then, Neris. I also am at eleven of twenty if I was rating mine. Okay, so, so Neris gets eight. Neris yep, gets we'll eight. For those get... uh, who don't Two get video, the DM just shaking what? his head at our rating scale. <laughs> Neris, you get eight hit points. Rollin, you get seven. Where are your other two healing spells? Okay, great. Um, um, I'd really like to make this quick. Davos Beautiful. and Udo are very hurt. Okay, Davos, Davos and Udo. Davos gets four, and Udo gets six. And I change my hold person spells, or one of the one of my hold person spells into a healing for Udo. And so, uh, are you Udo, aware? You're at, you're at okay. seven right now. One. Yeah, you can do that at any time. And Daryl, you uh, heal for yourself, correct? Yeah, I've already, I've already healed myself uh, up to pretty well. 17 out of 34. Alright, All right, so that's where we're going to stop for the night. I can tell you right now that with Gregora on watch at first, Rick waking up Rowan halfway through, um, you are eating bear meat, you are resting, everyone's going to get one additional hit point for resting tonight. You are resting outside, but you have a fire going, there's some bear meat, you are resting comfortably as you can, and you are dry. So I'll give you all one more hit point. You wake up in the morning, and um, the bear has been stripped clean by the weasel for the most part. Um, aside from some of the meat, the meatier bits, the muscle's still there, but all the internal organs have been eaten. Bloodbeak is still around and also very, very satisfied, and you wake up all feeling quite refreshed. And we'll end it there. That's it for the World of Cloth Players podcast. Please tune in for more of our live play sessions.